You guys, you will hear an extra enthusiasm in our voices because we just had some technical difficulties that pushed back to like in half an hour. So little things, little things that makes us appreciate technology when it works. But um, welcome again. Uh, we're during this era of Corona. Our podcasts usually touch on careers, but we've shifted our focus to the very real impact of Corona on Asians in this country and around the world. Um, it felt very real to us since usually our recordings are way smoother. We see each other. So extra, extra appreciation for everybody on the team. So this series is going to be called Last Call, where we bring you perspectives of Asians in different professions and places to give you a personal look at how this virus became more than a symptom of the body. And shout out to Ivy again for that amazing quote that she gave us. That was kind of like our kickoff episode, if you guys have time to listen to it. I want to take this time to thank you to all of our fans and listeners that continue to support us. Please subscribe to get more of our content. Tell a friend, tell a friend in a socially distant way, six feet away. Um, and one new addition, you can now support us by buying me and Jakey a $3 coffee at ko-fi.com slash $6.99 per pound. $3, I think it's kind of a steal. It's almost like a deli coffee, don't you think? Usually coffee's like $5 in New York City. So yeah, you can deli still... coffees are like a dollar or $2 though. Dep- so oh, really? Depends where you are. Yeah, depends, depends where you are. Depends where you are. Depends on your neighborhood, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, $3 coffee coffee what a steal you can set up a monthly donation at anchor.fm slash 699-per-pound slash support um brushing up on my spelling here um Uh so many ways to support us you guys and if you guys um don't have the the bread as jakey call it obviously you can follow us shout us out on social um well, we're really, really excited to have this guest on today. He's kind of iconic, I like to think. Jakey, do you want to take it away and introduce oh, yeah. our guest? Definitely, definitely. So uh, for today, uh, we have Mr. Cliff Cho, a.k.a. Oh. Lord, Lord Kimchi. Um, and he iconic. goes by many... And he goes by many different aliases. I mean, um, Cliff was a DJ. He was a promoter and event planner for many, many years, working with some classic uh, hip hop acts. A lot of them based in New York City. A lot of um, rap legends and hip hop legends in New York City know him by the first name basis because, you know, he asked him to come by his... uh, a very famous bar, a bar mm-hmm. slash lounge in downtown New York uh, called Fat Buddha. Uh, they've been holding it down for close to 10 years, I believe. Um, I used to do some parties over there uh, when the when the bar, you know, was at its infancy. But um, at its peak, I mean, like uh, right now with this whole COVID-19 situation, it hasn't been operating. But at its peak, like for a, for a lounge slash bar, like it was one of those few spots in downtown where you have to get in line to get in. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah. the and lines were across the Yeah, wall to wall. The lines were across the across the block. And um if you're like an Asian American cat or anybody in, in, in uh, as a fact, like 
visiting from out of town. It was one of those spots that you just kind of had to touch down. And me, as a, as a, a lot of my homies in the Bad Rap film, shout out to Bad Rap, like Aquafina, Dumbfounded. Yes, when anybody, when, it, when anybody is in town, you know, that was kind of that's kind of like our go-to spot. So Cliff um, and his brother, they they helmed the they helmed the spot. They held it down for the community. Um, yeah, man. Any Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, you know, the the, the place is cracking. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, Cliff Young recently opened a restaurant called Omomo, uh, which is a, a sushi Omomo. and a yeah sushi and a robotic grilled uh, restaurant. And um, the chefs Charles Cho operated Michelin star restaurants in the past, and the sushi chef uh, Ogawa was the head sushi chef at Nobu in Malibu, Greece, and Switzerland. So they had some amazing talents that were back in a restaurant. Uh, obviously, it didn't open at the best timing, uh, which is beyond our control, but it has received wonderful press. And, um, you know, they're just waiting until the doors could, you know, open back up so we could uh, go all enjoy Omomo and get the bottles cracking again at Fat Buddha. Shout yes. out to all the Jameson bottles that's been cracked over there over <laughs> the years. Know. You know? Don't you feel bad for all of those people who would go there every weekend? Like, what are they doing no, now? They're crying online to me. <laughs> Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate <laughs> Thank it. Thank uh, you. maybe you should write my LinkedIn uh, resume. That's pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. That was pretty big. Uh, but yeah, so man, um, I, I I didn't even mention all the facts, all the all the pointers about you know all the specific artists that you've worked with. You know, if you're a hip hop fan, you mm-hmm. know your resume be goes deep. out about it. Yeah, you know what I mean? everybody from all the DITC beat nuts to Slick Rick to I mean Dave Chappelle pulled up to your bar for your anniversary event. You know what I'm saying? That's insane i remember even like the couple times i've gone because i've gone to fabuda yay um (laughs) like it's it's crazy because like the rappers will be starstruck by other rappers (laughs) like i feel like so many friendships happen there across all different people but it's like one of those few places where you know you go to see like one rapper but they're like oh my god i can't believe this other rappers in the house and then they start geeking out over each other and it's so fun to see and definitely it's definitely only in new york only at fat buddha in new york would you see that happen? definitely Definitely. there are definitely other hip-hop parties that do like that as well but we are like the owner and operator as opposed to just a party Mm. and uh, Mm. we get so much love for a lot from a lot of uh hip-hop producers and djs and performers and you know we're just really blessed you know we never thought that it would really happen as a you know coming as a fan we just always supported hip-hop culture and the message Mm and you know just the heightened awareness of like you know the social social things that are going on with you know different community minority communities and things like that but we've been extremely uh blessed you know we have people that just kind of come and hang out you know we got static selector and um terminology and um you know juju from the beat nuts you know we can't get rid of these guys they're there all the time you know we love them uh but you know then you know uh we we definitely get a lot of support so for sure i mean i I just also want to clarify i know i didn't mention that it's really well known in the asian american community but it's just beyond like like you know the the artists that uh cliff young just mentioned you know none of them dudes are asian you know i mean they're 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 uh they're like dominicans puerto ricans white you know black Um, mm-hmm. It's a very diverse uh, crowd that uh, yeah. always uh, has to have a good time over there. 
So, um, you know, so with that said, though, I mean, let's let's get right back into it, you know, like yeah. about what's happening right now. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we, we all kind of saw the, the COVID-19 cases popping up in China um, as a business owner that kind of saw what was happening. Did you think it was going to hit the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, I definitely knew it was going to happen. You know, uh, it's just a matter of time. People are constantly traveling into New York. You know, we're we're basically a hub of the world. And uh, I actually, a few months ago, I, I called both my insurance agencies, um, agents, excuse me, and I asked, mm-hmm. I said, hey, when this corona comes to the U.S., are we covered yeah. for like loss of business? And they're like, mm-hmm. why are you even asking us this? And I said, because I want to know that my insurance, you know, it, it's loss of business. Yeah. And they said, no, because of SARS and things like that, a lot of the insurance companies, they took that language out where you are protected. So I was like, oh, okay, oh all right. Oh, wow. But then recently, uh, my insurance agent, called me and he said hey um you're kind of like a genius i don't know how you thought that this is going to hit here like this but because it's a state mandated um you may be entitled to some sort of money but it looks like now Mm -hmm. it's just going to be on a federal level um Mm -hmm. right we probably won't get much from the insurance companies and i already have you know we just had a, a fire at uh fat buddha not in our business but above us um it was almost a mm-hmm. year ago and we're still waiting on the final check from the insurance agency so you know it's like a year later even after rebuilding you have to pay out of pocket you know you can't really survive without it but you have to wait for these insurance adjusters and checks to be yeah. mailed out and sent and things like that and we're still waiting on payment from that so that's like a year ago so you know my my wow. my outlook is always trying to be positive but also one foot in you know trying to be as real and you know as kind of pessimistic at the same time because you know you (laughs) can't really just sit there and think like oh you know after all of this all the businesses are going to get you know some sort of loan they're going to get you know saved like wall street Mm -hmm. um so you know uh, I'm not really sure where we're we're gonna be at. But. Yeah, and for maybe some of our listeners who are not familiar, would you say, Cliff, that you, as someone who was really experienced, um, you're maybe in a better position as some like newer business owners who may have not been super savvy about the insurance and stuff like that, or is it pretty standard that you get like this type of protection? Or are there different tiers? Right now, uh, what I what I've learned is that from me asking both my you know for both. Both businesses. One is new. One is just recently mm. renovated. Um, mm-hmm. We're all kind of, uh, you know, kind of screwed because you you have to wait <laughs> oh, on no. a federal level unless people yeah. just start coming out in droves afterwards. Um, and you know, we see a huge influx of business to carry the months that you're closed because there are still expenses to pay as you're open you know even mm-hmm. if you're not having to pay rent right now or even if you're not having to pay con ed that bill is you know mounting up if you have refrigerators on if you have anything on um it's mounting yeah. up and you know when you get back to opening your doors you everybody's going to be behind the eight ball um except yeah. for you know some businesses that have been around a long time and they've been able to save a lot of money and things like that but most businesses that i know they kind of go week by week month by month um unless you're super successful uh for sure for sure 
I think any sort of uh, small businesses that doesn't have a big reserve, um, mm-hmm. it's as you mentioned, Cliff Young, like, um, and I say I kept saying Young because, um, you know, I'm Korean. Cliff is yes. Korean. We're both shows, by the way. <laughs> um, oh, hey. knows, I, I like to. <laughs> I like to I like to refer to my um you know uh, older brother figures as young. I appreciate it's that. It's just a Korean thing, but yeah, for sure. So like I mean, I think like you mentioned, you know, a lot of small businesses we go week by week, month by month, and the the rent still has to be paid because the owners of these buildings are you know they they need they probably need to pay mortgage to their banks right. you know so it's like a trickle down system where everybody is impacted not just the tenants not just the employees right, right. Mm-hmm. um but with that said i mean as a small business owner that has employed many people from bartenders uh bar bags cooks yeah. chefs to security you know, everything uh, security uh, djs all these people that you were supporting in the local community and you were basically creating a small micro economy around Correct. you um, exactly I, like and i'm sure it's is extremely uh, painful to just not being able to support everybody but like what were some of the measures that you had to take and you know what were those conversations like if if you don't mind us asking yeah i mean with the restaurant you know we had just opened up um i had been funding everything for the first few months of operations uh you know we kind of delayed opening everything kind of burned through our reserve so Mm -hmm. um then we're going week by week and then you know when it started to happen i i had a little meeting with everybody i said listen guys you know we don't know what how long this is going to be i think it's going to be a few months even though they're saying maybe a couple weeks um i think it's going to be a few months especially with the density of new york city um if you're not feeling comfortable coming into work let's try to discuss you trying to get you unemployment um Mm -hmm. and if you're not comfortable coming into work then we'll work something out uh but i know that you know my chefs they need money um you know so i said if you guys are willing to come in and work we'll try to figure out something some sort of to-go delivery uh option and that has been day by day i mean the other day i was like okay i think we got to close down shop and then we did a thousand dollars in orders i was like okay looks like we can pay for some stuff so let's stay Mm -hmm. open now and uh you know fat buddha has been closed um and then we just tried to start doing deliveries yesterday um but you know i'm also considering my staff and things like that and all the bartenders you know i i uh, was able to pay out of pocket and get them uh some of their um their wages most of their wages i think we're up to date right now but mm-hmm. now i'm in the hole a tremendous amount of mm-hmm. money and it's not like little money it's like you know you have to make about 12 grand a week just for your payroll and taxes Mm-hmm. So, you know, the conversations were mostly with the captains first. Hey, what do you want to do? You know, do you want to mm-hmm. work? You mm-hmm. don't want to work. I mean, most of my bartenders, obviously, they can't work anymore. Some of them are filing for unemployment. Everybody's sending me the links for the business stuff. Um, so my conversations are not just with employees. It's also with other business owners. You know, they're calling me. Hey, what do you what do you think we should do? What are you doing? Are you staying open? Are you staying closed? So mm-hmm. um, every day I'm kind of trying to hustle and uh, figure out ways to make some sort of uh, income 
some uh, anything to help my my cooks, my you know guys in the back of the house. They don't make a lot of money. They live week by week, and you know they're not necessarily on the books for a lot of stuff. So they're, it's not like they're going to get this uh, relief mm, from the you know yeah. from the paychecks either. You have to mm-hmm. have your income tax statements and stuff like that. So yeah, um, so yeah, my my conversations are all over the place with people. Mm-hmm. So when um, I mean, you saw it from like thousands of miles away. That like, hmm, this this might be uh, this might really mess things up in terms of the virus. When you were operating up until the shutdown, or mm-hmm. was it a very gradual, like, oh, people are starting to trickle in less and less and less, or was it very sudden that people stopped coming? People, I mean, once it, I mean, it didn't really. When we got the news, like, hey, this is something we have to deal with right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of all of a sudden, and then the business dropped right away. Then um, mm. Crazy Legs from Rocksteady Crew called and said, "Hey, my buddy's doing a piece for the New York Times. You mind if I give him your number?" I said, "Yeah, sure." Spoke to him, and mm-hmm. that night, you know, a Friday night, we had like forty people come in, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is like, you know, a ninety-nine, ninety-five percent drop." you know for us yeah. um, in income because nobody's really mm-hmm. celebrating anything like that but then the saturday when they're like hey uh, on uh, starting sunday nobody's going to go out that saturday was very busy for us um not normal busy but a lot more than right. that friday i mean i would have put money that saturday was going to be just as slow but it was actually much busier um which I, maybe people yeah. just People just saw, like, foresaw what was going to come, and they were like, all right, we need to get one last shot. Yeah, I mean, it was, before, it was announced. This yeah. shuts down. It said on Sunday, all non essential businesses should shut down. So then people went out that Saturday and yeah. they party. You know, the, and then there's always two sides. One is the business side where I'm like, okay, great. Now I can at mm-hmm. least pay, you know, Con Ed a little bit for this. And then the other side's like, I don't think people should be out. You know, <laughs> I don't think right. people should be exactly. out at all. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, not for sure. Like likewise. I mean, me as a small business owner as well. Like before uh, Cuomo and the state put out that mandate, we were like, all right, cool. Like we're still going to have employees in the store doing other store stuff without front facing the customers. Right. But once that happened, everything pretty much had to shut down, and we essentially had to let. Not everybody go, but we pretty much have to furlough everybody's pay, you know, because yeah. we just don't have any income coming coming in as a business. Right. So, um, but I mean, with that said, though, like, w- what is your biggest concern right now at the moment? I mean, it's day by day, you know, with the restaurant, um, the concern was, you know, what are we going to actually do? And we considered closing down for a couple of weeks because I said, listen, everybody's going into the supermarkets and they're buying all this food. Mm-hmm. 50% of them don't know how to cook well. And then, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, but 90% of people are hoarding food. So they're yeah. not going to be really eating for the next couple of weeks, especially takeout, unless, you know, you're kind of calm and doing, you know, what me and my chefs are doing, which is just buying what you need, you know, the proteins uh, yeah. and then, you know, then because they go bad, everything goes bad. You want to eat fresh. So mm-hmm. now I go into the supermarket, all of them, you know, um, they're all stocked, you know, and they say, hey, yeah. limited to please, you know, don't take all the meat and stuff. You know, that's kind of they should have done that in the beginning. A lot of things are like hindsight 2020. For uh, sure. So, I mean, you know, my concerns are day to day. I think that the delivery will pick up. But for us, you know, I, I feel right now. 
in the next week, my crystal ball says that people are still going to be eating breakfast and lunch at home, and then they're going to start ordering out to go take out for dinner. So that's why we're only open from five to 10. In another couple of weeks after that, I may say, hey, I think we should start doing some lunch at Omomo, but you know, Fat Buddha will keep it late night. Um, you know, and then we're selling beer and doing all these things online. Uh, anything that we're allowed to do legally, um, you know, to, to kind of make end, some, some sort of ends for my employees. So um, you mentioned, could you give us an, a refresher on like who's still working in, in under your establishments right now? Because you said some of them obviously just can't. For Fat Buddha, it's just my kitchen guy, mm-hmm. uh, my cook, and uh, one of the porters. So I, I asked a couple of my barbacks, um, you know, who mm-hmm. wants to work. There's, there's two guys. Um, the one said, Hey, I'm a little busy for the next week or two. And I said, <laughs> okay. The other guy goes, the other guy texted me back, tell me where to be, what time, and I will be there. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm assuming you need work. And he's like, yes, please mm-hmm. boss, anything. And I said, okay, just come in. I, I got you. Mm-hmm. I met with them and I said, listen, let's try, let's try to do the best that we can. I'm not, you know, in the beginning, it'll probably be a little slow, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to try to do whatever I can to try to make you guys, you know, money. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'm sure the land, you know, because the, the, all the mortgages are on hold or whatever they're, they're on, uh, you don't have to pay mortgage. Um, I assumed it would trickle down, but then some other business owners that I know, they're saying, oh, their landlords want their rent. So I'm like, oh. Oh my God. Yo, nah, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm one of those people faced with that right now. Like our landlords really? still wanted rent, even though, <gasps> even though I'm sure this, you know, they paid off the building a while back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. um, but they, they still wanted rent obviously at a discounted, pr- uh, not obviously, but luckily at a discounted price, but they still wanted rent. So I don't know if it was taxes. Yeah. I don't know if it was whatever that they had to pay, but these people still want that, well, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think right now my suggestion for any business owner, including you, Jakey, is don't pay anything as much as you can mm. because they're worried that you're going to skip town and to have no tenant after this whole crisis. I mean, the, the, you know, the commercial real estate, um, is so low right now. I mean, you see so many vacant storefronts mm-hmm. anyway. Um, after this to lose you, you know, that's why some people are getting squeezed because the landlord is like, Hey, I need to get something, you know, even if it's just half, can you just give me something? And, it's not like they have to pay their mortgage mm-hmm. um, that we already know that. Mm-hmm. So, and if you're closed, I mean, you know, you should kind of at least reach out and say, Hey, you know, we're closed. I, I, there's not much I can do, but you know, let's see what the state has to say and stuff like that, because it is a state mandated close. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, and it's a federal close now as well, even though it's, uh, it's federally, like federally regulated, but it's on a state level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's, wow, that would that's, be my suggestion. That, that's even a, if it's, yeah. That's that's a six ninety nine per pound gem right here. You know, like yes. You know, you know, any anybody if you're a small business owner or if you know people who are small business owners know that you know right now the mortgage is on is free is is frozen right now. So mm-hmm. if the landlord is saying like, yo, I need to pay my mortgage, it's like, ma, nah, be come on. I know you lying right now. <laughs> I know you lie. Negotiate. Yeah. And the other thing is my attorney called me um, and he said, uh, you know, by the way, no courts are going to entertain any kind of uh, legal ramifications if you don't pay your rent. Mm -hmm. So, but he goes, but 
be nice. You know, you can't say, hey, you know, I'm not going to pay rent mm-hmm. because you still have to deal with these p- your landlord afterwards. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. you, you still want to be on good terms. Be like, hey, I'm I'm sorry. I wish I could do something, but I really can't. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that, you know, even if I had like right now, even if I had a thousand dollars in my account right now, which would be great, you know, I would be able to pay off a lot of things. So um, actually, the, the other thing that I did was um, in this climate the other day. Uh, I'm extremely proud. Like if I ever need help, I don't really ask for it mm-hmm. unless I've exhausted all my options mm-hmm. and everything that I've done. So um, I was really hesitant, but I put up a GoFundMe page and mm. then we we're able to raise already like, I think we were at like 6,000 for Fat Buddha mm-hmm. and like something like 1,800 for Omomo. But Omomo is a brand new business, yeah. I understand. And also it's, you know, a lot of millions of people are getting laid off. So yeah. I was just even surprised to get like that kind of uh, relief from our fans and stuff. Yeah. A lot of them are saying, well, it's kind of like me buying a couple of drinks, a round of drinks for my friends, like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, man, thank you so much. It's so generous of you, you know? So. But that's just a testament to, you know, the memories and the experiences that you've created for these people. You know, I think when I describe Fat Buddha to my friend, I'm from LA originally. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to Fat Buddha and it was just like an experience I've never had before. And there's just a camaraderie, there's a spirit, like it's it sounds crazy guys um, for those of you who don't live in New York but it's a dime a dozen to find a you know a bar that plays good hip hop <laughs> yeah. and that has you know awesome like chill people I appreciate that yeah so I think well, I mean, they're yeah. probably I mean at the end of the day mm-hmm. a lot of people you know even when I'm standing at the door like yo how is it inside I'm like yo relax you're the party <laughs> yeah. you either bring in the party <laughs> or you gotta go go somewhere else because mm-hmm. that's not really the the attitude you know and uh, yeah I mean we, we've been extremely uh, blessed over the years with uh, people just you know just having like an authentic New York City experience also when we opened up nine years ago mm-hmm. um, hip hop was a, a was a taboo word especially mm. if you owned a venue a lot of clubs are getting shut down because of hip hop parties oh wow and yeah so then when I told my insurance agent like hey you know he was like oh what kind of music are you going to play I'm like hip hop and he goes oh don't say that to the insurance like don't ever oh, mention no. that to any because mm-hmm. in New York City, it's a taboo word. Um, yeah, also, a lot of the bars were not playing hip hop at all. Now, yeah. everybody playing, you know, started all on our block. Like, you know, we started doing well. And, uh, you know, we brought, you know, our crowd is always like approximately 50% plus Asian. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, instead of playing Red Hot Chili Peppers, I start hearing uh, Dougie Fresh at the <laughs> small Irish bar down the street. <laughs> and then I hear it across the street. And like, then I see they you. Start, yeah, they start turning up their music and you know trying to do the thing and i was like all right and now it's like you know i go into restaurants and i hear hip-hop and like old school sure. hip-hop and newer stuff and it's just a different era now we're now i guess it's, uh, it's you very know, we're not it's, that it's very cyclical you know <laughs> like because like yeah. what you just said like around um I believe, was it was it like 10 years ago when you first started fat buddha young yeah, almost 10 years nine and a half yeah years. Yeah, so like around that time, like EDM was such a big genre. Mm-hmm. Every uh, nightlife venue in New York was essentially just all EDM, and like, you know, for for people that wanted some some groove in their music without like dancing to 130 BPM tracks all the time, like the only <laughs> one of the few options pumping, that you, yeah, yeah or well, one of the few options that you had was Fat Buddha. So I think you definitely created a very strong niche for the yeah. for the community and audience that really wanted to get that type of music and and vibe and back then actually before 
uh, Fat Buddha. I I was uh, I did a lot of electronic, like a UK jungle drum and bass. So actually, you know, I was still doing parties at like uh, Webster Hall, then Love. Um, even after I opened up Fat Buddha, I was still doing big parties in front of like a couple thousand kids. And uh, a lot of people thought that Fat Buddha was going to be like an electronic bar where I was going to play break beats and UK garage. Um, mm. oh, excuse me, garage. Yeah, they, they, you know, but it was like, a, or, or UK jungle drum and bass and trap and stuff like that. And I was like, now nah, I'm going to play hip hop. And they're like, what do you know about hip hop? And I was like, well, I know Red Alert. I know the Jungle Brothers, Mike G from the Jungle Brothers. And it just kind of segued into meeting all these other hip hop people through those wow. guys. No, nah, that's, that's, that's definitely dope. And um, I mean, I think we can't wait to just kind of have a lot of these businesses that we uh, frequent so often. To just kind of get back into place um but yeah. with that said i mean um you've you've already given us a gem about how landlords i mean uh the mortgages are essentially frozen mm-hmm. at the moment so you know some yeah. good tips for small business owners um and, and 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 even if you are a little late on your rent right now maybe you could have a conversation even if you're an individual but with that said um i know that there's been a lot of talks uh about like small business loans that um, the mm-hmm. state and federally is going to be funded. Um, do you have any intel on that? I and mean, are you going to apply? You know, like how can people? What can people do? It's really just a survey that I saw, and I filled mm-hmm. it out. And then it wouldn't let me fill out another one. It said, you already filled this out. So then I have to go on a different computer. I guess it uses cookies. So then I filled one out for Omomo as well mm-hmm. and Fat Buddha. Um, I have another business called Frequency Group where we do events. Um. And then uh, my partner there is uh, Kevin, big up Kevin. He's going to file that, but it's really just a survey. Even like the nightlife thing, it's just a survey. And I'm like, okay, well, then it says to get you, uh, you know, to get your documents ready together to show that you had a loss of business during this time, Mm -hmm. last two years of tax things and et cetera, et cetera. Um, The other uh, suggestion that I would have though, going back to uh, just touching base with your landlord and you know, kindly not paying your rent temporarily mm-hmm. um, is to also stop all your ACH payments to uh, Con Ed and mm-hmm. a lot of the major utility companies like your uh, internet and things like that. Um, I made a, uh, I have a large ACH payment to my insurance company and my insurance broker said, oh, they shouldn't have taken that out, you know, during this crisis. They should, I'm going to try to get that returned to you. So I was like, oh, that would be amazing Mm because I could really use that money right now and then pay, offset the cost later on. So uh, just a, you know, another helpful hint for business owners out there. Just try to, you know, go through your ACH payments. Uh, and then also liquor companies there are taking returns if you purchase it after March um, uh, so yeah just try to lower your expenses run with the skeleton crew uh, and try to take the care of those in most of need not for sure I mean and ACH payments you know is obviously important stuff like electricity gas and so on and so forth but you know, it could also be like Netflix, bro. Like for the listeners out there, <laughs> and you know, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, HBO. Yeah. That shit is a shitload of ACH payments. You know what I'm saying? So, you yeah. know, cut down on that. If you know, like, if you're if you're in a type of industry that's being affected heavily, yo, man, make sure mm-hmm. you cut down on that because any every penny counts at this moment. 
Yeah, when it first yeah. came out, I was calling it hipster TV, you know? It's like, all right, it's hipster TV, you know? You mm-hmm. use one account, you share it with a couple friends. Hey, I'll get I'll get Netflix, you go Hulu. And we'll share <laughs> you know? Man, I should have done For that. Sure. I, I was too proud when it came down to something stupid like that. I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not gonna share no account and get my information shared out there, you know? No, yeah, but, uh, that's a broke DJ like, what trick. is JK watching today? Exactly. Getting no. <laughs> <laughs> caught watching well, Tiger King 20 times. Oh, I love that. I love that series. It's a little scary. <laughs> but, okay, so you kind of shared the gems and the tips that you have. Could you also share maybe some of the mistakes that you're seeing some of the small businesses making? Like maybe, um, you know, they're going all in. Like you seem very strategic about like, okay, like people are most likely going to order out for dinner. Like, um, so you're kind of strategically, you know, adjusting your hours and adjust and making announcements on social media like what are some of the mistakes that you see um, small businesses making I think that you know as like anything um, it's you know when you're a business owner there's a lot of pride so you know and, and if you have the ability to talk to another business owner like frankly it's mm-hmm. it's that's it's worth its weight in gold um, mm-hmm. I always feel like you know you always need to try to find mentors or f- f- uh, you know fellow you know uh, fellow restaurateurs or whatever whatever your line of business is even as a DJ you know you, you don't really talk to other DJs about gigs and how much you're getting paid and what you're planning on doing but as long as you have this conversation I feel like a lot of people are just kind of holed up and they feel alone which is you know normal feeling um, even when business is rocking and there's no COVID-19 you know people are mm-hmm. still kind of hold up they don't really talk they hold on to their cards I think that that is a big mistake right now and having too much pride um, mm-hmm. and stuff because you know everybody it's a national crisis it's it's like it's affecting the world so yeah um and you know we're in the uh you know we're in new york city and it's already difficult and imagine with like this it's like that much more stress so i think you know some of the mistakes are not really communicating with others mm-hmm. and also like not taking a break i'm i'm guilty of it as well like i mm-hmm. can't sit still i'm like you know what let me update my yelp thing i'm going to change mm-hmm. this paragraph maybe it'll help drive Mm -hmm. one more sale maybe it'll do this maybe with that and then i'm like yeah let me just put my phone down you know let me just put my phone down and like take a breather and then you know have a moment of zen and then then i go back into it you know um Mm -hmm. other than that obvious mistakes i'm not really sure everything is hindsight 2020 you know Uh, absolutely but i think like having having uh you know embracing the people that you're trying to struggle with you know and just having open lines of communication i think that's the best thing to do right now for sure. Um, so I think one thing, another, uh, like right now with what's happening right now, um, we're we're glued to the news. Like the first week, everybody was glued to the news. Uh, I mean, after the second press conference with Trump, I got so fed up that this guy is just mm-hmm. spewing nonsense. I just stopped watching it. Um, yeah. But you know, with all this news that's happening right now, like you know, I'm sure you're like looking at, okay, how is the stimulus plan is going to affect me? How is it going oh, to affect yeah. small businesses? Mm-hmm. Um, now they're already talking about out of that one trillion, about five hundred billion is going to go into big corporations. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like just in in this moment of uncertainty, especially for small business owners like yourself. Um, you know, how are you planning on? Like, do you have any sort of like plan uh, just for the next couple months, or are you at the moment just kind of being more reactionary? I think, you know, going back to 
to watching the news, I don't think watching the president is really good for you. <laughs> I think that if you watch it, and and most of the decisions are being made on a state level, I would rather I would suggest you watch uh, Governor Cuomo. A lot of mm-hmm. Cuomo, more relaxing. Yeah, it's just a little bit more leadership vibe. You know, you feel like this guy's like, okay, this is re- this is what's happening. I need this. I need th- we need this. We need this as a state, but we're only getting this. And then you're like, oh, okay. You know, the federal government's only allocating. X amount of money for New York City. So then I think you can forecast off of that. Um, I, I kind of trust the, that on, on a more state level. Um, it also does bring down the amount of stress too. Um, but going forward, I don't really have a crystal ball. I just, you know, the service industry is to service people and their needs. Um, I, I wasn't allowed to put the toilet paper on the Grubhub, uh, but it might fly. I'm not really sure, but you know, you have to assess mm-hmm. people's needs. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, well, let's put up a roll of toilet paper, two dollars, and then mm-hmm. you know, I put up a, a fat hat, and then it said, oh, this isn't food. You can't sell it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm not going to try to push my limits and put toilet paper on there too. But <laughs> you have to kind of assess people's needs and what what they're going to want and things like that. Um, in mm-hmm. the service industry. I don't really know where we're going to be at. I don't think aid is coming anytime soon. I don't think that this is going to necessarily go away in another month. Um, so I think you just got to personally prep yourself for, uh, you know, the ability to kind of survive and, you know, for business, try to lower your expenses and lower your, you know, your payments out and, you know, uh Instead of using three refrigerators, break it down and, you know, try to use one less, you know, mm-hmm. try to use two less, try to mm-hmm. use, you know, if you're shut down, you shouldn't be using any refrigerators if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, that's kind of the what I'm doing now. It is kind of trying to be proactive, but you don't know if it's the right chess move until a, a week or two. Yeah. Wow. So for our uh, listeners, um, how can we play our part in keeping these small businesses alive? These places that really define our New York experience. How can we support you? Money. <laughs> money. <laughs> money. 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 Show me the uh, money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think about that too. I, I have places that I go and I, I would like drive from Fat Buddha. I'm like, oh. I, I love this restaurant. I'm going to go to the take up, you know, I call in the order, everything like that. And, you know, other than just talking to them, hey, how's it going? All right. You know, best of luck. I really love what you guys are doing here. You know, the words of encouragement are, are just as, uh, as as important. You know, obviously, love doesn't feed you or pay the rent. But, you know, it's not just all about money. Um, it is about just even, you know, if you don't have a lot of money, you can just share, you know, their cause. Like, you know, our our uh, GoFundMe page, a lot of people have been sharing it. And I know, you know, I'm not expecting anybody to kick in money, to be honest, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than moral support, you know, that that's yeah. kind of it. So um, I would love to know, I've been curious, so how many takeout orders would you say you need per day or maybe like on a weekly basis to keep you guys alive? That's a great question. For Fat Buddha, I just have a couple guys. I have two mm-hmm. guys. So honestly, I would like to give them at least 100 bucks a day. Mm-hmm. So if we do like 300 bucks a day at Fat Buddha, that would be great. But it doesn't really 
knock down the amount that I need for the past payroll, the insurance that just went out, and all that other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, our electricity bill is going to be coming up. Um, so, you know, a couple hundred bucks a day to, I mean, I would say most places like Omomo, we need to make about 800 a day over there. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, the other day we made 300 and I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, we're going to have to close. And then the next <laughs> oh, day, no. you know, then yesterday we did a thousand. I go, okay, looks like we're okay. Hopefully tomorrow's <laughs> good too. Uh-huh. You know, but then I, I reduced the hours, you know, we're only open, uh, you know, at, at the time of this podcast, we're only open um, from five till about nine uh, because we want to give the employees a chance to leave early. You know, we mm-hmm. don't want to keep them there too late because there's not much sales, A, and B, the trains run so slow. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But for Fat Buddha, you know, we make probably on delivery, we're open till 10. Uh, so, you know, it depends. Uh, every other owner is going to say, what are you talking about? You mm-hmm. got to make at least 3000 a day. I'm like, yeah. All right, good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. know what to tell you. Uh, for me, you know, as long as Fat Buddha makes a few hundred bucks, I can put money in my guys' pockets. Um, and for Omomo, it's kind of the same thing. But our food expenses and costs are are, are also very high. So mm-hmm. I would say about five hundred yeah. to a thousand a day. Yeah. Yeah. Just to plug, Fat Buddha food is amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. I would spend all my time at the bar while pe- while my friends are drinking. I was yeah. Like, this yeah. is so good, you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In a group of friends, there's always the one that's eating yeah. and the other who's like <laughs> drinking, the other one's that's dancing, and then the other one that's like scoping out the crowd like, he's cute. Yeah. Know, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 <laughs> nah, especially, yeah, man. Especially the uh, the sliders and uh, um, the, the French fries with the kimchi oh, and all of that. The kimchi fries are the jungle oh, fries. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of disco fries, I call them the jungle fries, the, an ode to uh, my drum and bass direct drive crew and all the New York City uh, drum and bass massive. So instead of disco fries, I call the the jungle fries. It has a uh, kimchi and pulgogi, crumbled bacon, cheese, mm. creme, and uh, yeah, that was our our top seller. It's not Word. very Korean, but it's got kimchi in it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's got some kimchi yeah, in yeah. it. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you're if you're at home drunk by yourself, even though I highly suggest don't get too drunk uh, at home by yourself. Uh, and if, but if you need some, uh, you know, complimentary dishes, and if you live not too far from the East Village, make sure you holler at Fat Buddha on Grubhub, right, Young? Is it on Grubhub? Yep. Seamless Grubhub, too. Grubhub, seamless, yeah. All that. Yeah. All There's that. a link on our website for livefat.nyc, or if you know how to spell Buddha, fatbuddhabar.com. I, I hope you know how to spell Buddha if you're listening to me. <laughs> Uh, I actually had to Google it before I opened up the business. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, it's not a word you really like, spell all the time as like a Korean American. True, like, true, true. I'm like, oh, and I totally spelled it wrong. B-U-D-D-A-H, mm-hmm. but it's H-A, Budha. So I was like, oh, crap. Good thing I Googled this before <laughs> I made my flyers. Oh, <laughs> my God. Good thing you Googled so it before you registered the yes. LLP with the state. <laughs> Exactly. That's another gem. Google yeah. your name. Google your name. Make sure you're not offending anybody. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, this is this all sounds good. Um, I mean, um, uh, before we uh go into any uh our wrap up questions, uh, Jojo, do you have anything you'd like to ask or add? Yeah, I think one thing I'm curious about is I I find that you are a really good leader. I think throughout this whole conversation, you've really put. Um, your team members above yourself. Um, do you just have any advice on kind of simply leadership, you know, as an owner, as kind of the rock 
that's going to calm everyone down because this is a chaotic time and i do yeah. look to the leaders of my company to be like are we going to be okay of course um, yeah just, yeah or you got to look at advice. the leader in the group it's not sometimes not the leader that's assigned mm-hmm. um and i you know I, I mean that's those are very nice words hopefully my my whole staff feel that way but i'm not sure <laughs> um i mean i am concerned about everybody and a lot of times leadership is not the you're not asked to become the leader you just have to do it you mm-hmm. know um, yeah i feel like you know obviously the first rule is don't be a dick be mm-hmm. nice you know everybody's kind of going through the same thing mm-hmm. or you know maybe they're going through a lot worse because you're the you know they feel like you're sitting in a better position and mm-hmm. things like that so always you know i think with people you just gotta always be a human first mm-hmm. and address assess people's needs and uh just try to give some sort of comfort in any which way possible. Um, that's really what everybody's kind of looking for, especially in times of need and tragedy. You know, yeah. they need a little space, a little understanding. Sometimes just, you know, even a simple text. I've been randomly texting some business owners. Hey, how are you holding up? How's mm-hmm. everything? Anything you need? You know, mm-hmm. um, I went out and I bought like extra uh pretty expensive masks for mm-hmm. my staff you know and i said hey this is for you guys to travel here mm-hmm. and back and you know they really appreciate that and i'm mm-hmm. like Make sure you wipe things down wear these rubber gloves take some gloves with you when you leave mm-hmm. um i think you know just assessing like you know people's like human basic human needs in the beginning is a, is, a, is a great way to lead people and also kind of have some sort of vision and just you know communicate it to them you mm-hmm. know that you have some sort of plan um but you know i, I i'm not I'm always looking for other people to, you know, give me some kind of leadership and and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for sharing that with us. Now nah, that sounds righteous. Um, but so we always have our outro questions to all of our guests, and uh, the first okay. outro question or wrap up question that we ask is, uh, who is the most significant person, or it could be a thing too, uh, significant person in your life? In my life? Yes. For business or just in life? Just in life, man. All, all, oh, conclu- man. all conclusive. I mean, all including. <laughs> I mean, I definitely love my kids, you know. Um, my daughter is in college and then I got a, I got a little guy. He's almost three. So, you know, big gap there. Um, Cliff, uh, you look great. Thank you. <laughs> I, I had try. no idea. Yeah. Drink a lot of water. Um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, basically my kids and mm-hmm. my staff, too. I love my staff. You mm-hmm. know, I love Charles and my chef uh, and Brian and his uh, Charles' brother, Ingu. You know, they help me out a lot with uh, Omomo. And then, obviously, with Fat Buddha, you know, Carlos, my manager, mm-hmm. um, Shannon, Evie, Mina, you know, the whole the, the whole family. Squad. Yeah, they're all my bartenders and staff. But, you know, we're also family. Been through a, a lot already. It actually feels like the what everybody is feeling right now this is how i felt when uh, fat buddha closed with the mm-hmm. fire that was above us we <gasps> sat around for seven months like uh-huh. oh man when are we gonna open you know yeah. we thought it was gonna be three months it wound up being like seven eight months um but uh but yeah the, those are the most the most significant though is my kids mm-hmm. they definitely keep me going and you know yeah and the other question that we ask our guest is what's your personal mantra oh man <laughs> let's see Every every couple years, I have a mantra. Mm-hmm. It used to be uh, it used to be only hang out with black belts. 
meaning like only like hang out with people that are at the you know doing their thing and you know not bothered by and swayed by all this daily mundane stupidity Mm -hmm. um but uh the other i guess the most recent mantra is to just do dope stuff i just want to do dope s-h-i-t you know Mm -hmm. i just want to do dope things i'm not really concerned about money um i mean i am but mm-hmm. I'm more concerned about not wasting a year and a half on a project or something that you're not really into. You're not just, you know, I mean, the the curse of being talented is that you can do anything well, mm-hmm. but yeah. you're, you're going to do things that you really love or that you, you believe in uh, much better. So that's, that's been my current mantra for like the last uh, two years is doing mm-hmm. just dope stuff. Anything that I feel is super interesting, good for the, some sort of uh, building, some sort of uh, culture, or, you know, uh, things that resonate with me or things that I want to do. Awesome. Wow. Thank you so That's much amazing. for sharing. That's righteous. All right, yes. cool. So with that said, um, thank you again, Mr. Cliff Cho, uh, for joining us. Um, Please tell us where can people find you and all your uh, endeavors. Uh, well, Fat Buddha is livefat.nyc or fatbuddhabar.com. And then omomo is omomonyc.com. Or you can find me on Instagram, Lord Kimchi. Lord Kimchi. Make sure you follow him on Instagram and make sure you support Fat Buddha. I'm sure we're all going to persevere when all of this is over. We'll be over there, man. Fighting, persevering. Um, so with that said, um, remember you can stream 699 per pound podcast on all major streaming platforms. I'm hearing sirens in the background. I know the police officers and uh, the ambulances are filling us as well. So if you want to show some love, hit the subscribe button right now and then you know tell a friend to tell a friend. You teach one, each one. Uh, each one teach one not the other way around <laughs> so more most importantly rate and share this podcast with uh with yourself with your friends and follow us 699 per pound podcast was well, actually just 699 per pound on instagram facebook twitter for the latest and uh again please make sure you put a little bit of a monetary support on anchor we'll greatly appreciate it um i usually say like yo if you could spend 16 dollars at a on a cocktail at a at a new york city bar mm-hmm. you can support us but i know you're not spending 16 dollars at a cocktail or at fat buddha right now <laughs> so maybe you could support a little bit of 6.99 as well so uh yeah much, much love. love appreciate you guys peace 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 thank you young again right. thank, thank you. you guys appreciate it Hey yo, it's 6.99 per pound. Podcast.